What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cool Talks. I'm your host, Grady Cool, and with me I have my two lovely co-hosts, Drew and Jack. And on this show, we like to hear the perspectives and lessons of people from all walks of life in order to maybe apply some of those and take them away and use in our own lives. This week, we have our lovely guest, Blue Raspberry. Would you like to say hi? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Let's talk about free and open media. Definitely. Today, we're going to be talking about Wikipedia, everything that Raspberry knows about it, and going in-depth about what makes it so special and why it's cool to see. Stick around. So to kick things off, how did you get into writing for Wiki? Uh, well, there's the story of myself and there's the story of Wiki people in general. I'll just tell you, there's there's two reasons why people get into Wikipedia. One, pe- one is that people don't think about it. It's just fun. It's something they do. They go onto Wiki, enjoy editing, and then they keep with it. Yes. The other reason why people go to Wiki is that they're trying to achieve some goal, typically around media and communication. There's something they feel passionate about, and they think if they edit Wikipedia articles on that topic, then other like-minded people will find that information, See benefit from it. it. It feels good to edit it. For me, it was a, a little of both of those. Okay. So sure. I was prone to publishing online anyway, and I also wanted to do something that was more meaningful than, say, Contributing to Facebook, which is a corporate platform, and it just kind of goes on forever without particular goals. When you edit a Wikipedia article, there's a finishing point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like on Wikipedia, you post something on there, and someone will actually come to reference that, versus like a Facebook post from 2009 probably is never going to get seen ever again and eventually just be deleted. Yeah, that's exactly right. So uh, many media platforms, even newspapers, they have they have a certain life. There's the articles, and people read them when they're timely. Uh, magazines which are monthly and you would think that people could read the articles at any time in fact people only read the articles shortly after they're published but the wikipedia articles that were made in the early 2000s people are still reading that text today of course Mm -hmm. it's changed and been edited but there's original text in wikipedia that's been there for 20 years and still relevant oh and i gotta love those citations at the (laughs) on the on the links that that's gotten me through many an essay of course yes so wikipedia is a summary of other things that are written and at the bottom of Wikipedia article or citations, you can read the Wikipedia article or you can follow the original sources and see what the experts. It is always interesting to me how Wikipedia isn't considered like a good source for information, like in any sort of scholastic or academic setting. But at the same time, it is really a good accumulation of so much information. And it has its own sources basically proving the words that are written in it. Believe me, Wikipedia editors talk about this. We, we talk about this among ourselves continuously. <laughs> Where did Wikipedia's reputation come from? How can we improve it? And whatever speculation you have is relevant because nobody has answers to this. I don't know what to say. Oh. If I had to look back close to the founding of Wikipedia, the, what, what teachers, professors, authority figures used to say is the internet is not reliable. Very silly thing to Mm. say nowadays. But for whatever reason, over time, that's stuck to Wikipedia. And really, this makes no sense. But a lot of people find things like Facebook or Twitter more reliable than Wikipedia. Sooner go to information there than Wikipedia. Makes no sense to me. I mean, the only reason I could, like, expect it to be is, I know back when I was in, like, middle school, high school, it was definitely a thing that people would do where they would go back and edit Wikipedia articles to just say random crap it never lasted on the page for exactly. long but yeah tell me about that tell me what you saw like people oh. would vandalize wikipedia what would happen oh like they would Ooh. find like a wikipedia article for some 
random celebrity or a company or something like that and just change it to basically be five-year-old humor insulting. Yeah. I've seen it where they've changed celebrities to like say like ridiculous things about them or, or like change their, their date of death to like, <laughs> and they're obviously still alive. Right. Yes, of course. Well, they'll do like, and, the... and what, what, what's the wiki? How, how long does this stick? When do the reviewers find it? If at all, what have you seen? I, I never know. I've never seen it last more than a week. Yeah. I feel like people just don't follow up on that type of thing. Very quickly. Hi, like, like, vandalized. Okay, bye. Yeah, it, or like people see it once and they never come back to see if it was fixed quick enough. But it seems, mm-hmm. I mean, most of the Wikipedia articles I've read have always been perfectly good, so I don't know. How long does that usually stay up? Uh, it uh, So there's English language version Wikipedia, which is where most of the editors and most of the reviewers are. If someone does vandalism in a minority or underserved language, the language of the a lower middle-income country where we don't have as many editors, misinformation can stick longer, but also in those contexts, it's less likely people are going to vandalize anyway. True. For English language, uh, the stats change from year to year for a lot of reasons. But just if I had to guess, if anybody edits anything on the English Wikipedia, another set of human eyes are going to check that out within five minutes. Oh, in, wow. Any time of day. Human eyes. Often it, yeah, often it's going to be within a minute. Like, that's the norm. But I'm going to say five minutes is going to catch probably 99% of edits. That's crazy. So, I've heard even, it was my understanding, that, that Wiki has a, a large number of, of like, robot auto moderation too to take care of you know minor vandalism like that there are these, these bots they so uh they're looking for certain keywords so if someone's talking with too many swear words or too many too much about penises then the bots <laughs> may <laughs> uh, i have a feeling this isn't a phd candidate editing this wiki page <laughs> you'd be surprised if he does vandalism there's all kinds of people who have aggression that they need to get out so vandalism comes from all walks of life. But yes, we have bots. These bots are supposed to not replace the humans, but work in coordination with the humans. So a bot can send a send a flag to a human and say, there's a 75% chance that this kind of edit in similar circumstances was vandalism. Will you, the human, please check it? So there's, there's humans checking endless feeds, there's bots checking endless feeds, and then there's bots suggesting to humans what, what looks suspicious. So, okay. This is kind of jumping ahead and our planned course of conversation but so as a wiki editor so how does it feel to you when people just go through and basically vandalize the pages is it just nothing because it gets fixed so fast or is it does it feel personal when I was an undergraduate in university I used to vandalize wikipedia (laughs) so is that where it starts a confession so yes I would add silly, silly things to various wikipedia articles and then I didn't check immediately. It's not like I was watching, but when I'd go back, I'd see somebody fixed it. They fixed it a lot quicker than I than I thought. Like, very quickly, there was a response, and they took away everything I did. And also left me comments oh. saying, don't vandalize. And at the time, I thought, okay, this is an automated comment. This is a robot that, that put that there. I, I came to find out it was an actual human oh. year, years later. <laughs> but it's, it's humans behind all these kinds of things. But then I, I became a Wikipedia editor eventually, and I, I looked to the, the vandalism patrol units in Wikipedia. And these are all volunteer-run, community-organized to see how they work. And a big part of the philosophy, okay, get this, vandalism is okay because it takes vandals a lot of work to put the misconduct into Wikipedia, but it's very easy for the moderation team to remove it. 
And once someone's already invested all this time in learning Wikipedia to vandalize it, they've still learned how to edit Wikipedia. Vandalism <laughs> 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 is a recruitment tool for new editors. How many editors do you, you know right? who have done that? <laughs> who started there? Uh, it's not uncommon, especially... People, people can start editing Wikipedia early, and if someone starts in, in junior high, that's a very common story. If someone, the, the older someone gets, the less likely they are to do absurd misconduct, and more likely they're trying to promote themselves or some other kind of misconduct. Mm, that's fair enough. It's hard to, hard to recruit those people. The people who are actually doing silly stuff in Wikipedia, they can be converted a lot easier than someone who's trying to be promotional. Huh. Uh, throwing, throwing a percentage out? I don't know. Maybe it's not so common, less than 10%. <laughs> That's like five five to ten percent of people who are a regular wiki editor. This is just a guess. Did vandalism at some point? Gotcha. I, I know I personally in middle school was definitely a lot more prone to trolling, so I'm not surprised that a lot of people are. And then they go, "Oh, I like this," <laughs> and then come back for the more serious stuff. Well, Before we had uh, hopped on the show, you had mentioned that you don't actually technically work for Wikipedia, but you're just part of the community. <laughs> I guess that's right. One, what does that look like in terms of, is there any money that goes back and forth? And then two, what do you do now to just be able to afford to live? Like, does Wikipedia have any association with that for you? I am in an unusual position. There's not many people like me in the world. I take a title from the wiki, wiki community called a Wikimedian in Residence. It's a title modeled after the artist in residence. I'm in an organization right now. I'm in the School of Data Science at the University of Virginia as full-time Wikipedia staff. Hmm. So my title at the university is Wikipedian. <laughs> and what I do and what other Wikipedians, Wikimedians and residents do is take knowledge out of their institution. So it's some kind of expert organization, in my case, a university. And I help professors or students or anybody who wants to share information on Wikipedia to get expert, reliable information into Wikipedia. I personally don't care what kind of information that is. If somebody's studying it and if it's academic, if it's Wikipedia and they're doing the right thing, they can put it into Wikipedia. I don't do marketing, branding, promotion. So I don't edit Wikipedia articles about the university or people at the university. It's only things that people would study at the university. Okay. Uh, I've been at the university for a few years doing this. Uh, since 2012, I've been employed and found position as a, as a Wikipedian previously. I was at a nonprofit organization called Consumer Reports that does product testing and has these these interesting laboratories. They're also nonprofit. They don't do advertising. Uh, there's not many people like me in the world. But and and also the Wiki, Wikimedia Foundation, which is the nonprofit steward of the, the Wikipedia projects, mm -hmm. they've changed their philosophy over time. But the, the general philosophy is that they bring in donations and they will not pay anyone to create content. They will fund people who will do events, do trainings, or some kind of Wikipedia program to encourage other people to create content. But they themselves don't want to take editorial positions or say, here's the kind of content that we want to fund or have made. They, they only fund facilitators. I'm not paid at all by the Wikimedia Foundation. I get funding through traditional academic sources, and, and that's how I live. I'm also fortunate because I'm in the Western world. Unfortunately, if someone's getting paid to do Wikipedia by their government, it's probably because they're in a wealthier country. I don't think there's any examples of someone being a Wikimedian in residence or, or funded by government in a lower or middle income country. So that's a bias of Wikipedia. So oh, that makes sense. So why is it that your university wants to pay you to put these articles on Wikipedia? 
So we, we can talk about me, uh, but just to apply this generally, it's generally when universities do this or any kind of organization do this, they have some kind of communication goal. Probably the most funded kind of Wikipedian is somebody who's doing public health. So for example, there was all this money to educate the, the public about COVID, right? Yeah. It's a very big deal and it needs to happen pretty quickly. We need to get the information out in lots of areas. Well, Wikipedia is one of the most requested, published, accessed, and consulted sources of information about COVID and actually every other topic. And this is because if people go to a search engine, they type in a term. If there's a Wikipedia article on it, then Google or Bing or whatever, it refers people to Wikipedia. So some of what I do at the university is public health related, just getting public health information out. I Something unusual about my situation, or every university is going to be different or right. have their own program. I'm in a school of data science. Complementary to Wikipedia, there's something called Wikidata, which is, it's it's related, it's stewarded by the Wikimedia Foundation, entirely integrated into Wikipedia in the same, same editing community and process. We're making general reference data sets. So like, for example, there's a Wikipedia article for every city. You're mm -hmm. familiar with this. You can look up your city. Right. Okay. There's, there's data sets like the population of the city or who is the mayor at a given time, uh, meteorological weather, weather data, whatever the case may be. So there's, there's sets of data about cities. Yeah, yeah. And supposing you were a computer science student or a statistician or geographer and you needed general reference data about every city in the world, Wikipedia is a place where you could say, okay, give me a list of every city in the world and give me the mayor of every city in the world. You'd, hard, you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to find that kind of information out of, say, in the field of geography. Yeah. Uh, because we can combine multiple topics. Or give me, give me a list of all the museums in every city in the world. So that would be considered a, a general reference data set that Wikipedia would be able to answer pretty quickly. And I guess that makes sense but, because Wikipedia yeah, is yeah. such a large data set because it has information on every topic. You wouldn't be able to take some specific topic-related mm -hmm. source and have an unrelated data set also compiled to that same database. That That's one right. zoom See, right over my head. <laughs> you, you need a global organization to do this kind of thing because there might be organizations in the United States that would compile, say, statistics on museums in the United States, but why would they care about countries in which they have no expertise? Mm -hmm. But the right. weak community has editors everywhere. And data quality varies place to place, but we're, we're trying to make this global free and open data set for anyone to use for any purpose. So I'm in the School of Data Science and I, I build out these kind of data sets in, in Wikidata to support Wikipedia and also to share research findings from my university. Gotcha. So it, it's interesting that there are basically organizations that care enough um, enough about just kind of universal access to knowledge, I think is probably the best way to put it, mm -hmm. that there's funding for people to literally have full-time positions just trying to make sure that only like objective information's going in and it's not things where people are just promoting themselves. That does kind of make me wonder uh, are there people that are there people that put up their own Wikipedia pages about themselves <laughs> that just go in and do that all by themselves and does anyone check that? You want a cool talk Wikipedia page, don't Pretty you? Cool Wikipedia. I mean, I, I'm sitting here thinking about it. <laughs> we we can talk about that. Yes, of course. So, not just hundreds of thousands, millions of people have tried this. 99% plus failure rate, if I had to guess. I don't oh, know damn. <laughs> Is there like a certain <laughs> famous level you have to hit? <laughs> so you, you, raise, you raise a couple issues. One is like the benevolence of organizations that would hire a Wikipedian. 
there's selfish motives for this as well. So if an organization has communication goals, that is, they have information, they want to deliver that to the largest number of people at the lowest cost, like COVID public health information, for example, we need to get this information out. What's the cheapest way to do it? I argue Wikipedia. It probably is. It's their it, argument, it, yeah. It applies to a lot of circumstances. But there's been few organizations that would invest in Wikipedia. How many organizations do you think there are, though, that have paid people a lot of money to try to get COVID information through Twitter or mm. Facebook? I'm assuming that and there have been billions of dollars mm, pumped into that. A, a, a lot of money. And I, from my perspective, I would think that it's a lot less expensive to just put the information in Wikipedia than try to build a social media following in your random organization account because I don't follow mid-tier accounts to get get my scientific information. Right. You know, I'll follow individual scientists, but corporate branded accounts? No way. It's not <laughs> yeah. And why, why would you? Yeah, that you're opening yourself up to a significant level of bias. If it doesn't have that. some government agency attached to it, I'm probably just scrolling right by. Yeah. Or you're not even going to follow, subscribe at all. You wouldn't right. follow them, right? No, you might like, look at a single post. Unless it has yeah. like 100,000 likes on it, I wouldn't end up seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this happens. So it's not as if there's not money for communication. And I've been talking about the public health sector, which is a big sector of communication in, in my field. Uh, people spend a lot of money for that. Every government has a huge budget for that. They don't invest in Wikipedia, but there's so many places where organ uh, an organization exists to get information about their, their field or expertise or trade, profession, sector to the public. And I, I feel like they should use Wikipedia. What do they do? It's, it's what you said. So they may, they try to develop the Wikipedia article about their company, their product, or their CEO. And these people come to Wikipedia. We delete these articles because they don't, we, we've got inclusion and exclusion criteria. They never it's read them. so much server space. Yeah. We, we're, we're trying for, we have a certain amount of quality control in Wikipedia. If these articles fit, we would keep them. But when promotional people come in, they never read the rules. They never try to make their articles fit our quality standards. It's always pretty selfish. And they assume I can post anything in Wikipedia and no one will notice. And this has been happening. This happens several thousand times a day, and it has every day for, for almost 20 years. So whenever I've gone on Wikipedia to look up some company, 9 out of 10 times, if it's like a Fortune 500 company or something like that, or it's a famous person that you've seen in the movies, like, they're there. They're on the site. What yeah. level does a company or a person usually have to hit before someone makes a Wikipedia page for them and it sticks? Different Wikipedia editors will tell you different things. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that one Wikipedia, the community has consensus that we're going to have a quality standard. Like there's going to be a rule. It's, it's going to be there. And my view on the philosophy of the quality standard is it's the lowest quality standard that anyone would think is sane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not trying for high quality, but we do want a solid. We want a level that it can't be any worse than that. And legible. What we've decided, what we've decided, as a quality standard, is that if a topic has a Wikipedia article, then there has to be multiple sources written by multiple authors or entities unrelated to the subject of the article that have been in existence. So if there's a if there's a biography of somebody, they have to have been written about by at least two, ideally like four or five journalists that they didn't pay to write about themselves. Oh, dang. Oh, I was that... going to say. They're so like, all like right, can... get those ghostwriters in here. <laughs> you, you can't just like publish your own like autobiography and then pay some exactly. guy to make it. Exactly. That's interesting. Exactly. That makes a yeah. lot of sense though because like it means that someone else cares about you. 
or your company and like is willing to go out there and publish. Like uh, Jack's girlfriend just ended up in the newspaper, not by her paying anything because she has her own pet business. Yep. If that she just needs one more publication. <laughs> oh, and then we can roll in those wiki bucks. <laughs> and she's got she's got the rest of her life. Right. So it's not as if we was looking for a certain point in someone's career because a lot of times uh, people they come to Wikipedia and we put all these minor things that they didn't think were stepping stones to where they got. Especially with artists. Oh yeah. If if an artist makes it big, often they've had local exhibitions that they didn't think much of. But those go in their history as soon as we make out a wiki biography. Hmm. That makes a ton of sense. I mean, I know when I'm going to try and find information on someone, it's really nice mm-hmm. to know where they kind of started from. And e- yes. even just like, they played at this venue, and then they played at this bigger yeah. venue, and then this biggest venue. It shows Helps a lot. Journey. You know, yeah. kind of on that note, has there ever been, you know, because there are wiki pages on alive people, have yeah. they ever contacted wiki and said like, hey remove this or remove this page about me and like what's the what's wiki's responsibility there there's there's so many stories about that so the number one story is the misconception of what wikipedia is for for whatever reason a lot of people think they can contact wikipedia or the wikimedia foundation and get things done make changes like order from the top <laughs> and i want to talk I don't to mr wiki anyone, I, I don't know if anyone does this for youtube like say I don't like this YouTube video. I'm gonna contact the CEO of Google and have it <laughs> Mass people, report. People do this all, all the time with Wikipedia. Uh, and from our perspective, <laughs> our view of the world is that there's this platform and this corporate entity provides a space for people to publish, but they don't they don't intermingle with the content creators. They just make the platform and, and they they try to stay away from the content. The mm-hmm. Wikimedia Foundation stays away from the content. And then we've got this community who has self-governance procedures. We decide what's appropriate and inappropriate when we remove content, when we don't. We have public communication channels where people can make editing requests, and we run these things ourselves. So a a few ways people contact. One, they send legal threats to the Wikimedia Foundation, whatever, and then the Wikimedia Foundation sends them to us. Then they come to us and make legal threats at us, and we're like, (laughs) this is our platform, we have a standard, whatever, sue Wikipedia. Uh, And... (laughs) Circular <laughs> fighting. Okay. Yeah. So, and then, then typically their lawyer tells them, and this this happens every day. So everyone sends legal threats to Wikipedia. We can see these letters. Every day someone's lawyer says, actually don't sue Wikipedia after the legal threat is sent. And then they come and they try to be all nice and say, can you please remove this sex scandal? I didn't see that much money. Ah. So pretty please, editors of Wikipedia, would you do this? And then we say, no. They just delete the content anyway. We revert it within minutes because a human set of eyes checks Wikipedia every few minutes. If there is information that is actually incorrect about somebody, but it's been cited in other sources, like I'm sure that there's been a spread of all sorts of misinformation about political yeah. candidates or whether it be like misinformation about like health issues. Is there some sort of process for Wikipedia trying to decide what is true and what isn't true, or is it just kind of more of a massive whatever has more mass appeal behind it? It's a it's a fuzzy process. We have documented protocols for the kinds of conversations and weight that we're supposed to give this, and it's hard for me to explain what we actually do, but uh, I'll give it a try. Uh, one of the things we look for, look for is how many sources have talked about something and what's the reputation of those sources. So if somebody contests something and it's only appeared in a few minor publications years ago, then we might have sympathy for their position and say, well, even though we've got sources for this, 
we can understand that this could be hurting your reputation and maybe we'll remove this content. We're more likely to do this if the person seems economically disadvantaged, they're poor. We're less likely to do this if they're a billionaire involved in sex and corruption scandals. Do you really need to talk about my fifth oil spill? You know, I guess at that scale, it's not as damaging, basically. We say that, so what we'll tell the, the very wealthy people, for one, it we're just a bit offended that they send armies of lawyers and PR people to interact with our volunteer community and then request favors from our volunteers. Like, you've never cared about us before, <laughs> and now suddenly, suddenly you care so much about this because mm. the, the major newspapers mm -hmm. in your country or the professionals in your field are criticizing you. And now you start caring about us only for promotional purposes. Mm. So we don't have a lot of sympathy for that, especially if there's lots of sources. What we will tell those people <clears throat> is, why don't you go get a retraction from the journalist that wrote that story for you? Like sue the journalist <laughs> because we're just we're just repeating what the journalist said, and we're not journalists ourselves, so we're not governed by uh, regulations on truth truthfulness in journalism. Oh really? We we because the thing oh. is we don't do we don't write original content. That we don't profess to be journalists. We're not a writing writing original content. Secondary we just source. summarize. We summarize what journalists have said. And so, if information comes from a publication with a reputation for fact checking, we don't double check that fact checking. Like we don't we don't have to follow up on the sources. We say we're relying on this newspaper's reputation. And if you don't like what they say, you should go after that newspaper. Okay. I feel like the way that sounds like a good a good way. A, to go from about. a lot of what I've read, a lot of things are not always stated uh, factually. Is more like this is what's been presented or said about them, especially with anything that is kind of like uh, scandals or anything like that around like big music artists, political people. Um, like, uh, who's a good example? Like, Usicely S. Grant. Like, there's scandals around how corrupt he was, but it doesn't state that they necessarily are factual. It's more so this is things that have been said about him. Is that part of what makes that possible? It, it, it goes goes a few ways. So if we have multiple sources that are in agreement about somebody's scandal, we'll just say so-and-so did the scandal. <laughs> but if there was only one source that said it, or if one source said it and many sources didn't, we might say such and such source said this, but then these other sources said this. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, okay, just uh, one, one quick parting question here. <laughs> so hypothetical, Grady Cool, 20 years from now, huge billionaire, has himself a little uh-oh scandal, you know, it makes its it way happens. to makes its way to its wiki page. Part of the lifestyle. Sure. Would it <laughs> would it help hypothetically per se if he didn't scroll past the little wiki donation please thing and you yeah. know just click to make himself a you know a fifteen dollar donation that doesn't go to the people who write it. Yeah, we're not the, the volunteers. The editors are not aware of anyone who's donated. Yeah. We, we don't check the donations. We don't follow up you on anybody. Can't bribe wiki. So donations. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, no way for us to tie. No one ties donations to editorial content. All right, I, that sounds fair I, enough. <laughs> I will tell you, like this isn't fair, and probably it's not true of all Wikipedians, um, but it does seem to be the case that people who are involved in horrible scandals are never involved in anything good in their lives. <laughs> like, I didn't notice this about biographies. We've never seen this person was an angel for their whole life. They volunteered, always about the public man, no scandals, and then one day they're a monster. It, you'd be hard pressed to find Shocking. a biography uh, like that. It's usually bad people having a, a bad topping to their already bad life. Bad people get caught. What else is new? Yes, 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 yes. Fair enough. So as a as a veteran uh, Wikimedian, is the title you, you said there, um, 
you've you've obviously done a lot of edits, a lot of pages. Do you have any do you have any favorites or ones that have uh, a special meaning to you? All right. So there's there's me and then there's Wikipedians in general. I'll tell you what's what's cool in the wiki community. Like how do you impress your fellow Wikipedia editors? Okay. So the the coolest thing that you can do is uh, create a Wikipedia article about a super popular topic that's been super popular for many years that somehow no one else thought to create. Okay, okay. So it's kind of finding that golden egg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you want to make a Wikipedia article that suddenly everybody loves and everybody's already familiar with, but that there wasn't an article for it before. And that, that doesn't happen very often. You can stumble across gaps in Wikipedia, no one's made the article. And and being first is sometimes cool. Like if if the news says that this this plane, the engines are going out and it's about to crash. And then someone gets the Wikipedia article ready and they publish it right when the plane crashes. That's morbid. <laughs> that, that's top tier. That's solid <laughs> Wikipedia. Like, people would just be stunned. They'd How far was your best? <laughs> or the best you've seen that was like that? There's... For me, so... I, I, did, the, so I did the Pfizer vaccine. That's oh, pretty that's pretty big. Pretty big. Yeah, that was pretty big. And the thing the thing about the Pfizer vaccine, so I made the wiki article on the Pfizer vaccine. I can't tell what Pfizer is doing. And I've, I, I question, I, I share health information on Wikipedia, and I'm adjacent to the public health communication industry. But some things are a black box to me and mysterious. So Pfizer's a multi-billion, probably no trillion dollar pharma company. They're, they're absolutely huge. Mm -hmm. When they came up with this vaccine, and when it was in the news, the vaccine did not have a name. They didn't brand it. It was a string of letters and numbers is the name. And I can understand why other wiki editors would read the news that say there's a COVID vaccine out from Pfizer. And then they see it's it has this odd string of letters and numbers for a name that's not pronounceable and no one would remember it or want to read it. And I made the Wikipedia article titling the vaccine with that string of letters and numbers. And I started saying, here's what we know about this, this oddly named vaccine. <laughs> and it was only days later that it started to have more of a name. Oh, but you can just change that. You get these, yeah, you can get these. Then people change the name of the article, and it's more understandable. But sometimes funny things happen, and it's hard to name the event. People want a wiki article for it, but but if you can't name it, it's hard to start the article. Do you get to come up with your own names then? Sometimes. So another, another article that I made, uh, it's called the – I don't even know what I called it. Here's the current name. Facebook and Cambridge Analytica data breach. Okay, yeah. So there was this scandal where Facebook was giving personal identifying information to a third-party company that was using it supposedly to manipulate an election, manipulate elections. But when you have an event that the journalists haven't, their journalists are talking about it. It's in the news, but every journalist gives the event a different name. Mm. Then a wiki editor's got to come up with a name for this. I think I called it the data scandal. And the wiki community said, no, you're not calling it that. We're going to call it the data breach. <laughs> well, I feel like the word yeah, scandalous Yeah, this thing's normalized. Is, uh... It's not even scandalous anymore. <laughs> I feel like there's – I would think that loaded not... terms would be highly avoided. Sometimes it's hard. Uh, sometimes there's, there's an attack, especially in the United States. There's a mass shooting every day, and someone has to consider – do they want to make that wiki article, or they have they made enough mass shooting articles this week? <laughs> Just add it uh, to the list, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like oh. so. There's, there's 
procedures like which which shooting in this city this year are you talking about the one from january or the one from march one of my favorite things on wikipedia is when people like take screenshots of some article that's saying here's a list of all these horrible things that have happened you can help Wikipedia by expanding this article. List of American mm-hmm. serial killers. Yeah, you, you can help by expanding this list. Mm. People are always like, challenge accepted. Wiki, wiki editors, we're trying to share knowledge. And if you're sharing knowledge, it's good. Yeah. So there's like the, I don't know what it's called, wiki, wiki Project Meteorology or Wiki Project Storms or Hurricanes for whatever reason. They get very excited about hurricanes. And that's fine. Of course, a hurricane's a disaster. And it hurts a lot of people, but somebody needs to document it and say what's happening, get this information for people to read. Right. And it's not a miserable, they, they don't take a miserable perspective of it. They, you've got to separate yourself from what you're writing about and some of the effects of these things. I read about diseases. I'm sorry for the disease community. Uh, I wish that we could get more patient stakeholders dead at Wikipedia. We don't always have that, but if I weren't contributing this information, who, who would? No one would. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm a little scared uh, that on some wiki editor's hard drive, they just have a, a rough draft of, like, Yellowstone super eruption ready to post honestly, as soon as it happens. I'm probably. Like, ah. They'd have to have the articles, though. I mean, like, you'd also have to know how it happened, I suppose. Like, just because you have the yeah, title doesn't it's mean... It's like a Mad Lib. They just leave it blank. It's like right. it killed <laughs> X millions of people and why... Moving, on, fall moving out. on from that. No, no more murder. <laughs> Uh, when we were preparing to interview you, we were looking through your website and found your place. list. I don't know if you want to call it bucket list or accomplishments or I don't know goals, how it was so phrased, goals, but yeah. yeah, but we saw in there that you gave yourself malaria. How exactly did that go down? Why? Sure. Uh, well, we've talked a bit about this, this Pfizer vaccine, this COVID vaccine. Yes. All vaccines go through the same clinical trial or clinical research process eventually you have to test vaccine candidates inside a human to see if they work so before pfizer could come out with their vaccine they have to give it as an experiment to people who don't have covid and then monitor them for a certain amount of time to see how how many of these people get covid as compared to people who don't have the vaccine mm-hmm. this is just routine My i friends did that actually it, I, in a in a pfizer vaccine in a COVID vaccine trial? Mm-hmm. What was their experience? What did they tell you? Um, oh, God, I'm trying to remember. He got the uh, the Johnson vaccine before it was released. Um, yes. Yeah, it went pretty well for him. He didn't know whether or not he actually got the placebo or not. Exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to volunteer for these things, and somebody's got to test them, and that's the way our society works. This is the way science works. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, when I was in... An undergraduate in university, I volunteered for malaria trials. I received an experimental malaria vaccine. There's only one way that you can test those. To get you have to oh. allow yourself to be bitten by malaria-filled mosquitoes, and then see if you get the disease. Every drug, every drug and treatment, it comes through this process, and it's not for everybody to to test these kind of things. But I I edit medical research information on wikipedia i encourage other people to do these kinds of things i see it as a a kind of public service and if i'm going to be encouraging other people to do it i should do it myself gotcha so so. did you did you actually get sick with malaria then did the vaccine work 
In that case, no. So oh. they didn't need me to get sick with malaria. They needed me to be infected with malaria. So you're infected for a certain amount of time, you test positive, and then you can take the drugs to clear it from your okay, system. Okay, so before you actually can have any horrible effects. Yeah, that's right. I still do have to respect the... Uh, I mean, that's a big risk to take for essentially the communal good. Hmm. So I have to respect that. Vaccines are not as malicious and dangerous as many people no. make them out to be, and neither is malaria. It's easily treatable, especially if you're under a doctor's care. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess the reason yeah. the malaria is so purported as being deadly is because it's very common in places where people can't get said medicine right, and right. care. There was no vaccine until recently. It just so happens in the last year, uh, a vaccine candidate has been shown to be effective enough. It's gone into production. Hmm, so it is a malaria vaccine now. Yeah. The one, the one that I tested, it didn't work. <laughs> Oops. Jeez. They can't all be winners, right? It, it, it happens. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm with an HIV vaccine trials group. It's called the HIV Vaccine Trials Network. They've been testing uh, candidates, I suppose, since the 80s. Hundreds of them, and none of them have, have really worked. But this is yeah. the way research goes. They all have to be injected into humans, too. Hmm. Well, just hoping they, they finally nail one. Uh, yes. You've been kind of treating yourself like a bit of a, of a lab rat, if I uh, must say so. And I'm, I'm using that purposefully to segue uh, into rodents, because on your website it yeah. did mention that it seemed like you have a bit of a soft spot for rodents. Uh, well, would you like to expand on that? I, I like them so much. They're adorable. Uh, people, like, people, like, people like different animals. When, when I was very young in elementary school, I had a hamster. It meant a lot to me. Some people like cats or dogs, and I, I just like rodents. So I've had hamsters th throughout my life. I don't have one nowadays. I've got a few chinchillas nowadays. Oh, those are nice. I enjoy watching them. I like them running on the wheel. I like their independence, that they will focus on each other, unlike a, a dog that really needs a human to give them attention. Chinchillas mostly want to chirp at each other and chase each other and groom each other. So they've got their own, own society. They're fun animals. And you've Besides done a that, lot I, of wiki I, editing I, for, for rodent pages. Is that correct? Sure, I do. Um, rodents in themselves. I, I'm interested in, there's an article that I made that I'm proud of is something called Domestication of the Syrian Hamster. These these pet rodents, the idea of a pet rodent, it's a contemporary it's idea <laughs> in antiquity. The ancient Romans or whatever, they didn't have any 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 pet hamsters, <laughs> even though they were in the region that, that the hamsters came from, Syria. In Peru, they were prey. In Peru, I, I don't know, yes, the guinea pigs. Uh, so there, there's that. But it's a different relationship that we have with these, these animals today. And I was interested in who was the, the first person to identify the hamsters, why? And what does it mean to domesticate an animal in modern times? Hmm. What animals have we domesticated in the past hundred years? The hamster's one of them. It was domesticated for medical research oh. for a disease, a, a tropical disease called leishmaniasis. It turns out that hamsters, Syrian hamsters, can be infected with this disease. And watching the disease progress and be treated in a hamster can give you insight into how you can treat this disease in humans. So it was a medical scientist that domesticated the Syrian hamster. Huh. They were sent around to laboratories around the world, and from medical testing laboratories, they became pets. Hmm. Chinchillas are also used for medical research, but they were their domestication story is about the fur industry. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. Uh, I yeah. think we'll have to check out some of these wiki articles. <laughs> the, yeah. the reason I was so interested, just personal aside here, is my girlfriend mentioned earlier, uh, actually had a pet lab rat, 
uh, who recently passed, but he was also mentioned in that um, newspaper article. So maybe he'll get his own wiki page at some point here. <laughs> so your girlfriend has a pet pet uh, lab rat. Whatever. Yeah, like a white retired lab rat. Re- retired basically. lab well, rat. Yeah. She did. She yeah. did. Yeah, until very recently. Very very unfortunate. He he lived to be like five. Very very old for a rat. Very brave animal, right? We should give them credit. They do so much for our society. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. He had a good retirement, if I say so. I'm glad. He deserved it. Okay. As a final topic to kind of wrap things up, so how should how should someone get started with Wiki if they're interested in being a Wikipedian like you? Griefing. There's a few things a person can do. <laughs> I, I would say the, the best and easiest thing that I would recommend to anybody is have coffee with your friends and talk not just about wikipedia but talk about where you get your information and how you get your information something that i like about wikipedia is that it's nonprofit, and there's a lot of people who are distributing information for for money and yes wikipedia has certain biases but if you're getting your information in media from commercial entities they they have biases also i really respect th- this idea of free and open media and this isn't just with Wikipedia. There's other organizations. Many of them are nonprofit. They don't have to be, but it just happens this way. The Internet Archive, I have tremendous respect for oh, yeah. because they're one. archiving websites, they're archiving books, music, albums, uh, software, all, all kinds of media, trying to make collections of media. They distribute that freely, and this is global, globally accessible. Mm-hmm. There's other projects like OpenStreetMap, which... Of course, there's there's things like Google Maps and, and Apple Maps, but to have an, a nonprofit version of these things that's in control of the, the people and the people can decide what the moderation policy and what should be depicted on maps, it's important to have these, these kinds of things also. I care about Wikipedia, but more than Wikipedia, a lot more than Wikipedia, I care about free and open access to educational materials and even inter- entertainment media. I think everybody in the world should have the same access to this, and it's it's good to support these kind of things. If you buy into the philosophy about this, then it's worthwhile to try to make at least one Wikipedia edit. If you're gonna start, make an account and make one Wikipedia edit. Try to add one sentence and one citation, at least. And if you do that much, you can start thinking about it over the years. If if a situation comes up where you say, I care about this topic in my community, or this is important to me. If you've made at least one, one edit to Wikipedia, then you'll have it in the back of your head. If I really care about this, I can get this information to more people. And that, that's just something you can be thinking about for a few years. So it really but, starts with having something that you are kind of passionate about or like some information that you know that you want to share but you can't really find. Or if you if you find information and you, you think it's online, just think about where, where did that come from? Who put, who put that there for you? Like what is their agenda for, for doing so? And think about what the difference is from getting it from a nonprofit source like Wikipedia versus from a commercial entity. Even if it's a hobby, one of the biggest communities in Wikipedia is for video games, and that's not mm-hmm. a nonprofit sector. But people enjoy this media, and they can read it in commercial video game publishing platforms, so they can get some information from Wikipedia. It's okay to have fun at Wikipedia too. Edit pop culture; a lot of people do. Gotcha. I feel like that's definitely yeah. some very tangible advice that if someone wants to get started, like it's a very good way to get interested for one, and two, like very easy to get started for anybody. It's like go find a good source. Add a little. Mm. But, Start mm. small, work your way up, basically. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Build your foundation. Um, I guess before we kind of uh, 
wrap things up here. If people want to um, stay up to date with things that you're up to, where can people find you at? You can check me on different websites, Wikipedia. I go by user Blue Raspberry. But also, if you want to have a chat with wiki editors, you can do so at any time. There's so many discussion forums where you can post questions about Wikipedia and, and people will answer them. You can check something called the Village Pump. It's an endless forum where you can ask any, anything at Wikipedia. And if you want tutorials for Wikipedia or assistance with Wikipedia, you can go to something called the Tea House. A human will answer your questions. A human will help you do your editing. You do not have to read a manual to edit Wikipedia. I encourage you to just do your best and then immediately start talking to humans to help you. It's not like other websites that you need to study. Okay. Gotcha. It's like a friendly well, community. Yeah. If you guys enjoyed, make sure to hit that like button. helps out with the YouTube algorithm. Comment down below what you think about Wikipedia. I think the griefing is funny that that leads into people wanting to be a part of the website. <laughs> and other than that, if you guys want to see more interviews like this, make sure to subscribe, and we will see you all in the next one. Bye.